Hey guys, coming at you live. It's November 10th, 2018, and this is the History of Podcast. Um, thanks for joining us on episode four. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm your host, Gian, joined always with my friend, my, uh, my buddy, the handsome, the intelligent, the research king, Clint Clamson. Clint, it's very nice to see you, my friend. What's going on? Uh, this is a uh, very interesting topic we're doing. We are doing David Bowie. I don't even know we're recording. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm always... We're always I'm, I know. That's I snake. I know, I'm sneaky snake. Uh, this, it's, it's, uh, thanks for joining us, guys. We are doing the topic of David Bowie. Yeah. Is Gian, the man with the stash, and yeah. Kenny Clampson here, and also Hello. Adrian Dois. Hello. Adrian Dois, thanks for joining us again. I always appreciate your commentary. Uh, thank you. You're going into this kind of blind, realistically. I, uh, I'm a huge yeah. Bowie fan. You know mm-hmm. that. We're mm-hmm. great friends. As, as am I. Uh, we're very, uh, We're you, great friends. You and I, oof, we're good. <laughs> oof. <laughs> I don't push your luck, kid. I'm just joking. Uh, you don't know. You don't know too much about Bowie, though. Realistically, right? Not much. You know the, ex- the basics. I'm excited to learn. All right. All yeah, right. So cool. let's uh, Me buckle up, everybody. Let's uh, hear about some David Bowie. Some surprising cool facts. We're uh, I think we're gonna do this as part one. Yeah. And we're gonna work on part Our first two, two next. Part. Yeah, first two part. This is exciting. All Woo! right. Well, hope you guys enjoy. Woo! This is the history of podcast. That means it looks like a dick. The history you always wanted to know, but never had the guts to ask. Did you know fidget spinners were a satanic object? No, I didn't. (laughs) That was the original celebrity death match. (laughs) So, uh, hey guys, welcome to the history of podcast with... Gian and Clinty Clamson. This is uh, our special guest, Adrian, always joining us. Thank you again for joining us. Mm-hmm. This week's topic is David Bowie. This is a fun one. Clint David a, Bowie. David Bowie. David Bowie. Uh, rock star supreme, one of the greatest stars of all time. I grew up listening to Bowie. I think this is a topic everybody can relate to, and we're so happy to present it to you. This is our first two-parter. Yes. We're really going into. There is uh, so much on David Bowie. There's so much deep history. Going, going, and researching. It it was just. It was just. It was just too much. And I, we, I think that uh, we want to do him justice. So I think we're gonna stop uh, midway around like 1975 or so. Yeah. uh, And then pick up after that. And a lot. There's just a lot of cool information about him. It's really cool. I did a lot of stuff. So let's, uh, you ready? I'm, dude, I'm ready to hop in this. Uh, take it away. All right. Yeah. So this is the uh, History of, uh, episode four. four. Episode four, uh, History of Presents, David Bowie. Yes. All right. So let's get started. Uh, early life. Uh, David Bowie was born David Robert Jones on January 8th, 1947 in Brixton, London. His mother, Margaret Mary, and Hay- or his parents, Margaret Mary and Haywood Stenton Jones, uh, his mother worked as a waitress at a cinema in Royal Turnbridge Wells in, in, in England, uh, while his father worked as a promotions officer for a children's charity. Uh, the family lived at 40 Stansfield Road on the boundary between Brixton and Stockwell in South London Borough of Lambeth. So he was in like the technically the, like the South Philly of... He was a good old British boy. Good old British boy. I'm working on my British accent. I'll be testing it through the whole case. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to be doing it, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, Bowie attended Stockwell Infant School until he was about six years old, and even then, when he was six years old, was already acquiring a reputation for being gifted and single-mild. Wow, or, yeah. Sorry, single-minded. Single yeah, he minded. made it so... Yeah, As he was a, a cool dude. 
few years uh, a few years later in 1953 his family moved to the London borough of Bromley where he attended the Burnt Ash Junior High School Burnt Ash Junior High <laughs> Burnt Ash I don't know if that's a if that's someone's name was one reason why he was uh, considered gifted at six years old because he was at an infant school at six years old. <laughs> actually, that's a, I didn't even, I didn't even consider that. That actually might be true. He's so much smarter than all the he other babies. He was just bullying everybody. <laughs> you don't even know how to talk, mate. They kept him there for a long time. That's not a circle. That's dumb. <laughs> I don't know how British schools work. It's a big I, I don't infant. know how, how the rules work. It's a big baby. <laughs> So he, he attends Burnt Ash Junior High School. Uh, I guess, sorry, ju- yeah, Junior High School, Middle School. Uh, this is where you get the first taste of the performing arts as a choir boy, where he showed above average <laughs> abilities um, with everybody's fifth grade favorite, the recorder. Mm. So oh. he was a super good recorder player. <laughs> That's how he got yes. That's how a lot of kids get in a band. Yeah, they play the they recorder. They tell you you're good at recorder and make you do another instrument, like the monolith. I played the monolith. Remember that shit? The monolith was terrible. Stringed it. Fucking violin. Mm-hmm. Uh, silly. Anyways. It was so stupid. stupid the monolin, uh, uh, the the school that I went to, um, we were in the same district, but the yeah. Albertson dra- had to literally drag all the parents to the monolin concert, and I bet it was fucking terrible. <laughs> I don't think my dad will probably went to that gym and I was like, no, I'm not gonna do that shit. One string, very unimpressive. Yeah. Try to loser. Ugh, terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible. Anyways, let's get back to Boaster. So he was really good at the recorder. By the time he turned nine years old, he was already cre- uh, creating vividly artistic and creative uh, dance routines. So he was he was a performer at heart, like a, yeah. a dancer and a musician. Yeah, already I, at nine years old. I know he was uh, he was a real jack of all trades when he performed. Yeah, I know he also yeah. was a real classy mime. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was. He went to he went yeah. to school for it. He studied it a little yeah. bit. My mimery. Yeah, mimery. <laughs> uh, it's not it's not it's not pronounced mimery, but I think it's it, like like he went to school for mime. Yeah, I think it's better to say mimery. Mimery. My apologies. <laughs> I don't want to offend any of our mime listeners. <laughs> Mimeries. We would never hear from them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So even even at nine years old, he started dancing like nobody's watching and playing the recorder like nobody's watching. So he's already a super weird kid. Um, <laughs> even at nine, uh, that same year he began to fall in love with music. It yeah. is told that his father brought home a collection of American records of the Teenagers, Platters, Fats Domino, Elvis Presley, and Little Richard. After listening to Little Richard's song, Tutti Fruity, he would later say he had heard the voice of God. What? <laughs> Little Whoa. Richard. Little Richard was his dude. Mm-hmm. Wow, Bowie, I cannot believe that, man. Good for Little Richard. I guess that's the music of the time. Back in the, this is this is uh, early 1950s, okay. mid, mid-1950s so far. Okay. So shortly after this year, he would been to, uh, begin to organize his own musical style, ranging from a variety of instruments, sounds, and even bands. So he was in a ton of bands, like, growing up. Okay. Even, even since he was, like, a young kid. He was always honing his skill. He was. He right. was. He knew what he wanted to do. Starting with the recorder, he began to learn the ukulele and tea chest bass, and eventually even the piano as well, even as just, like, a younger, cool. like, Adrian, a young you play teen. the piano a little bit. I just started. There you go. It's hard. Yeah. It's yeah. hard. No, Colin, you play a lot of instruments, but anyways, I do, yeah. yeah. Um, so the, I just wanted to talk about the tea chest bass. What is the tea it's chest bass? What super the hell weird. is that? I thought it was like a, like a Beatles Beatles bass. It yeah. literally looks like a bucket, and you put a stick on top top of the bucket, and you pluck a string that's attached to the bucket, tea which chest is attached bass. to the stick. Let me let me look at this guy. Hang on, a tea chest bass is what it's called. Tea chest bass. Holy crap! It's a hillbilly. It's a hillbilly <laughs> guitar. Yep. 
it happens in Britain. He, he that. It, oh my God. That's, That's what it, Yeah. Wow. And it's, it's literally a box with a string coming out of it attached to a stick. Attached to a Long stick. Long stick. A guy's some hillbillies playing it. I'm not. I don't That's mean to offend any southern listeners. Anyway. So he started. I guess as you pull the stick, the yeah. string tightens and it creates different sounds. Okay. Like it'll it'll create and you a different drum it or you yeah you pluck, pluck it. it. You go okay. Bum, 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 okay. You have to move the and stick you, around. Okay. You, yeah. All right. That's yeah. interesting. So very talented. He first started performing in skiffle sessions with friends. What is this? Uh, uh, what is a skiffle? Skiffle okay. sessions were not a garage. <laughs> were not garage parties where they watched fifties pornos and masturbated together. That's what it said. Skiffle <laughs> sounds like like yeah, that sounds like. I know. I had this. You've been skiffling her. I've been I've been skiffling a lot lately. You want to come by and skiffle with my bros? You want I do. You want to skiffle? What is what is a skiffle? You want to skiffle? A skiffle no. is a uh, is a type of folk and jazz jamboree, where you just hang out and play homemade instruments, like the uh, like the stick with the string attached to it, okay. or the everyone's favorite, the t- tissue box rubber band guitar. Ooh. Yeah, that's what it is. That's yeah, that's a like a, that's another fifth grade favorite. I Fair. made one when I was a kid. So you would jam out in a skiffle with a uh, tissue box guitar. Yeah, and you you strum your rubber band and go. Okay. Bow. He probably learned that in his infant school. Yeah, he probably learned that in his infant school. (laughs) (laughs) So after passing his exams at junior high, he then attended Bromley Technical High School, which was an unusual technical school and described by Christopher Sanford as, despite its status, it was, by the time David arrived in 1958, as rich an arcane ritual as an English public school, there were houses named after 18th century statesmen like Pitt and Wilberforce. There was a uniform and an elaborate system of rewards and punishments. Like night poundings. <laughs> there was also an accent on languages, science, and particularly design, where a collegiate atmosphere flourished under the tutorship of Owen Frampton. In David's account, Frampton led through force of personality, not intellect, his colleagues at Bromley Tech were famous for neither, and yielded the school's most gifted pupils to the arts, a regime so liberal that Frampton actively encouraged his own son, Peter, to pursue a musical career with David, a partnership briefly intact 30 years later. Oh, wow. Now, wait, Peter... Peter? <sighs> oh, Peter Frampton. Peter Frampton. Okay. So he went to the same technical school as... And they were friends for They were friends for a little while, shit. yeah. Okay. So you okay. met Peter Frampton. And this is technical school? Technical school, is yeah. This... Bromley Technical School. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. So uh, for those of you that are listening that know David, David Bowie but don't know Peter Frampton. I don't know Peter Frampton really that well at all. He has, uh, he has a lot of great hits. He's a really uh, talented musician and songwriter. Uh, but I know him. I listen to a lot of yeah. cool, cool rap music and a lot of David Bowie. I listen to a lot of David Bowie because my mom, my aunt, listen to a lot of David yeah. Bowie. Yeah, you probably wouldn't know Peter Frampton. I don't. I don't think I know Peter Frampton. Well, you know, he yeah. has a yeah, hits as a "Baby, I Love Your Way" and "Show Me the Way." And <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in you. Yeah, baby, I like that way. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, baby, I love your way. Oh my God, that's him. Yeah, that's him. That's him. Yeah, that's yeah, a great song. Wow, 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 wow. Show me the way. He was very creative. Ooh, baby, <laughs> show I'm, me the way. And I'm in you. <laughs> I'm in you. I'm in your mouth. He put that. He's that dude. Put it in your yeah, mouth. Yeah, put it in your mouth. Wow. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> wow. 
Expansive <laughs> career. Expansive <laughs> career. Fun friend. Yeah, fun friend. Fun friend. <laughs> so, during his time at technical school, uh, school, he studied art, music, and design. Here, he would cultivate a love for jazz and begin taking lessons in saxophone. In 1962, he was hospitalized after, uh, over several months and undergoing a series of operations to save his left eye. Oh my god, Which yeah. was damaged. Yeah, it was damaged in a fistfight with one of his best friends, George Underwood. Who was a famous artist. I Who know was that. a famous yeah. artist, yeah. Uh, the doctors were not able to completely repair the damage which left, in, uh, which left him with poor depth perception and a permanently dilated... A pupil, which gave an impression of a color change in one of his irises. I know, and you know what? They really accentuate that in a lot of his music videos, like Life on Mars. It, yeah, it makes him look like it. But yeah. uh, I just—that's crazy that it's just one's dilated. Mm-hmm. I know um, the fight. What happened? His fingernail like sliced his eye. Oh. Like the kid's fingernail when he punched Ooh. him, he like caught a fingernail in his eye accidentally. Oh, that yeah, sounds that awful. Up. I didn't. I didn't. That's that's crazy. It's a mean one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's wild. I know. They're still friends, though. He did art for uh, Bowie's uh, a couple albums. A lot of I his think. albums, yeah. yeah. Like Diamond Dogs, I think. He, mm-hmm. the, the creepy one. I like that. That was very, like, post-dystopia, like 1984-ish. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So now, um, like Gian just said, this would later become one of Bowie's most recognizable features. Yeah. He, and, yeah. And, yeah and, and it was made... It, like that albums. one that And the, his, uh, his mugshot, I think. Yeah. Have you ever seen his mugshot? Yeah. No. He's very. He has like one of the most beautiful mugshots ever, right? Why was he mugshotted? Uh, he was arrested for something. Probably I don't know. Like will we find we'll out? probably get to that. Yeah. Perhaps we'll discuss later. This is mugshot here. If you want to peep that, Adrian. Look at that eyeball. He I was like, I, I love David Bowie, but he was handsome. You think so? I think he looks. I think he's very scary. handsome. <laughs> Let me say. I love Bowie. He's Let a good dude, but you know. I don't know if I would fuck him. Uh, Whoa. I think he would literally sweep you off your feet and yeah. you would have, like, you'd be one second, like, talking to him and the next second orgasming like you've never orgasmed before. Wow. Because he's, like, just, and while he's, like, blowing lines off your tits or something. Yeah, yeah. And you're just I don't like, want to get too graphic. Excuse me. This is totally, this is totally normal. It's the David Bowie podcast that should get... It's okay. going to get a little freaky, baby. Little We're going to get a little freaky. He was a sexual so, warrior. Go, yeah, he was a sexual... All right, well, so he's still young now. He really hurt his eye when he was when he was a kid yeah. um, in a, in a schoolboy fight. In his little schoolboy bout, yeah. Why do why do schoolboys fight? Why do you think the fight happened? Me? Why, are you yeah. asking me? Yeah. I know why the fight happened. I, why, I, why did the fight happen? I do know. Adrian, do you know why the fight happened? I think I actually... We talked about this today. Only because you told me in the oh, little Starbucks. Oh, shit, man. <laughs> I told you in the little Starbucks today, yeah. I know this fight happened over uh, uh, a big old pair of... Big uh, old boobs. Big old pair of boobies. <laughs> Damn. Uh, homeboy wanted to, to grip on a uh, big they old pair of knockers. They wanted, wanted to, to get some mad boob. Yeah. They were wow. he, They were argued over a young lady. They were, they were arguing over a young, young lady. Woman. And, you know, I can't imagine how the fight went, but, like, what was the other dude's name? What's uh, the other Underwood. guy's name? Oh, Underwood. Uh, Underwood, yeah. Underwood. I want to squeeze on her knockers. I want her to suck on me knob, and you can't have her. Oh, I like piss. I can't. 
and then he spits on the ground, <laughs> punches Bowie, and he's like, oh, you fucker, and punches him in the mouth, you know, because it's not very civilized. I know he was a hard rocker, you know, at one point. Well, he was like 15. He was 15. He was a fucking, you know, you know how 15-year-olds are full of angst, and yeah, they like, yeah. both probably got boners oh, the man. whole time talking about that. Even for me, like, being in seventh grade trying to sit in Mr. Guy's math class, I was, like, boning up all of the place. <laughs> not because of Mr. Guy, I don't, don't say that. It was just like, dude, it was just a weird time. Yeah, man, he was, he yeah. had the long hair, right? Because yeah. he had that long ass, like, he had the ponytail. I remember that, dude. Dude, not cool. Yeah, he, he worked out, man, I remember <laughs> He would be writing on the chalkboard. I would be sitting in the middle row watching him write on the chalkboard. And, Yo, yeah. yeah, come on, that long hair looked good. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like, wow. and then I gotta, I gotta carry my binder with me to go to the bathroom. It's all good. It's the David Bowie episode, man. <laughs> Who, what, what are we? What do you care? Who are we? Yeah. Jeez, but boners were rampant back then. Man. Yeah, I can't absolutely. Even imagine David Bowie. Going I can David Bowie was a sexual. Beast. Beast. I can't imagine. He just had a boner constantly. But constantly. So after after his what, what's going on after after they can't save his his eye, right? So they he does a very a ton of surgeries, but it leads to one of the um, you know now now this is like a like a, a like a landmark vision for for his later career is having yeah. those two the one dilated eye the other not. Yeah, one 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 pupil really crazy looking yeah. the other no I don't know that probably made it kind of like that makes it a little sexy right yeah it's kind of neat that makes him a little yeah. sexy so this is they, they did I'm their pistol. best to save him but now save yeah. his eye but now they did their best so now it's just moving on uh, the age of 15 David Bowie started his first band called the Com- Conrads oh. uh, Bo- this, this is crazy this like blew my mind yeah that he already knew he wanted to be a pop star and became frustrated at 15 and became frustrated with his band members who were also 15 with their limited aspirations (laughs) of being a pop star and actually and left that band and and joined one that's called the King Bees that's awesome he would literally do this like like five to six times just being like nah this isn't for me nah this isn't for me you guys you guys aren't doing it doing because it they weren't taking it seriously. They weren't taking it seriously. Wow, that's at a fifteen-year-old boy. Wow, he had some serious drive. He had more drive than oh my god, the most at people. fifteen. At fifteen, how wild is that? That's amazing. Yeah. And his his he mom even it. said, "Hey, I have a job lined up for you. What are you What are you doing?" And he yeah. said, "I'm going to be a pop star." Another man. Another episode about a man who knew exactly yeah. what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Flashback to Peter Forkin. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, so he, he jumped to, at King B's and he did that how many times? He went from band to band, like Constantly. several times, wow. yeah. And it was it well, was, was like talented. crazy. Mm-hmm. He was talented. And, you know, he played he played a really good uh, he played guitar, he played a hard record. So yeah, but so and this was this was before he's Bowie, so this is when he's he's Davy Jones, right? He's David Jones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> While performing with some of these bands, his original name, his stage name David Jones, caused confusion with Davy Jones from the Monkeys. Yeah. Who was a, who was a big uh, prominent artist back the Monkeys were huge back, back in, in the like day, the sixties, seventies. Yeah. So he renamed himself David Bowie after the nineteenth century American pioneer James Bowie. Oh, I so, didn't know that. Yeah, it's crazy. Dude, that, actually. Let's get it let's talk about James Bowie just real briefly. Yeah, I would like to talk crazy. about that because who the hell I, I don't know James Bowie that much. So James Bowie Born in Louisiana at the end of the 18th century, will become a legendary figure in Texas Revolution history as a monster of a fighter and a frontiersman. So similar to uh, Freakin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he first became famous in 1827 
on reports of the sandbar fight. What started out as a duel between other strapping gentlemen deteriorated into a hand-to-hand melee combat Whoa. where James was shot and stabbed several times but ultimately killed the sheriff of Rapids Parish with a large knife. Whoa. Like, stabbed the guy that was trying to kill him to That's death with badass. a large knife. This led to widespread popularity of the Bowie knife. Oh. James would later be laid oh, to rest. Oh, in Call of Duty. He actually, he actually made it so far to be actually laid to rest in the Battle of the Alamo during wow. the Texas Revolution. He was killing the Battle of the Alamo. Yeah, he was killing the Alamo. Wow. Very now, cool. um, wow. David Jones uh, would adopt this name, his stage man, uh, as David Bowie. That's where, the, that's where the name came from. Yeah. But there is speculation, um, my brother actually told me about this, that David Bowie wanted the name like Rolling Stones Mick Jagger because he was also a really big fan of the Rolling Stones when he was oh, growing up. Oh, wow, really? And Jagger meaning knife, and thus <laughs> yeah. he adopted the name Bowie. It's funny you bring up McJagger. Bowie knife. Yeah, wow. Thoughts, prayers, donations? Yeah, oh my God. I can't believe that. Dude. Yeah, so that's kind of cool, I know, I, I cool, know right? Bowie loved McJagger, if you know what I'm saying. Mm. Oh, snap. Yeah, yeah we're in Oh, uh, not yet. He's only 15 right not now. Not yet. Not right now. He we can't talk about, about that yet. You know, anyways. Even at 15, though, he sounds to be like a walking, talking boner. He was probably talking jacking boner. off all the time. Yeah, yeah constantly. <laughs> just, yeah. Let's get on to it. Let's all get right, on to right. when he's really getting down to it, man. I so, really want to know about him. David Bowie, having released several songs and singles which went relatively unnoticed in 1967, would not release any more music for two years after that. So while he was not releasing music, he began to study theater and mime, but I like to say mimery instead. <laughs> Bowie began to delve in the ideas of a fabricated personality or a persona persona to present to the world. I I know um, during these early times he also didn't he found a he founded a club. Oh, let's hear, he let's hear about that. He mentioned for the the like Stop making fun of guys with long hair club. He's I, quoted as saying, awesome. like, hey, we should stop making fun, you know, of guys with long hair. I have long hair, and I think we all can appreciate nice long hair. So I think we should stop it. Like a school Should club? I try that again? I think we should all appreciate uh, long hair. It's nice. It's nice having long hair. No, he was just quoted as saying that eventually. Aww. Yeah. Well, that's kind of cute. Because he was, likes, he had long hair. Little, little, little David Bowie. Well, he was a young guy. He wasn't super popular. He wasn't yeah, David yeah, Bowie. He yeah. was Davy Jones. He had long, was, you know, he had long hair. Who was fucking hating on long hair? That's a weird thing to yeah. hate on. I don't know. Hey, people hate on anything little nowadays. bald kids? Hey. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like Caillou. <laughs> Tiny bald kids. Oh, poor Caillou. He just always wanted to have long hair. He was a kid's spoiled. That's what his problem is. Oh, man. Well, while yeah. he was not uh, releasing music, he started studying theater and mimery. Um, and now everybody knows that, that David Bowie was probably, if not uh, the biggest name and, and just like the, the first one to actually be a pop star. Yeah. You know, so this makes a lot of sense. Like he's a performer yeah. when he plays so, at concerts. It's fun. I, I know there's a fun fact that at uh, one, one point at one of his concerts, the electricity went out for a little bit. So he entertained the crowd. He didn't have his, his equipment really. With, with mimery I don't want to offend any my listeners again but he entertained the crowd with mimery for two hours wow that's yeah. really cool isn't that wild yeah because he I guess How, he fought, what a shitty concert when you but get what? pissed and you got like kind of shitty tickets you're so like, like what's he doing now he's pulling a rag out of the hat or something I don't know he's just jerking around I think he's stuck in a box but I can't tell <laughs> yeah so yeah I know he loved he loved mimery but that's I, really I think cool when, I think in 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 the early 70s, he realized, like, 
Nobody really is into my brain. No, people that's, don't like. That's it. what I was going to say. Like he, he's a, he's apparently a prodigy with like several several of these instruments. And then now he's studying mimery. Yeah, he like, loved the arts. What's the stupid? That's, that's really cool though. Just the arts he, in general. He just how, like, loved yeah. all. Of them. I think it was the coke. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think at this point he's probably I don't know probably in his twenties. Like, I say he's probably experimented a little bit at this 20s. point. It's very speculative. It, it, I know it's yeah. speculated. Just a boner dipped in coke. Yeah, I know. I know the the really heavy cocaine use was was. <laughs> Anyways, let's get to it. Let's keep going. All right, so right now he's studying he's studying theater and mimery. Um, so it, this is where he starts to delve into like creating a persona of uh, you know uh, 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 to, uh, if somebody doesn't uh, if any of our listeners don't know what persona is it's, yeah. it's kind of like a fabricated personality. Rappers do it actually all the time nowadays. Yeah, if you're not familiar yeah. with a lot of rock mu- musicians. Mu- rock musicians um, didn't do it as often. I I feel. I mean, maybe like Buckethead that guy does it. The guitarist mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But a lot of rappers have other names, you know, like like uh, I, I hate to bring them up. Kanye West has uh, Pablo, that persona, or Method Man has Tikal, and uh, people will rap under different personas. Nicki Minaj raps under, I believe, four different personas that yeah. she likes to go by. So oh, it's uh, different see. names or different personas. Like so, Little Yachty will rap as Little Yachty, and then he will rap as Little Boat. So it's two different personas that he, he likes mm-hmm. to represent. It's and very it, popular. It's a way to kind of. Uh, uh, Distinguish yourself, into the, right? And and, yeah. and and relate to people too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as, a, and as a persona, I think I, I I would see. I think Bowie was the first person to really develop personas because because that mm-hmm. is very popular. He rappers, had multiple developing multiple, multiple per, yeah mm-hmm. multiple personas. It's very popular uh, uh, nowadays. But I think Bowie really was the first person to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. He he was the, all right. So anyway, I don't think that's a very common thing, actually. I think really? a lot of people. What about try Lady to... Gaga? I feel like Lady Gaga is always performing as a different, a different kind of outfit, a different character. You know, right? I don't know. I think a lot of people choose to stick to their brand and they define themselves as their. But I think right. when your brain is so creative, like oh, you can you can access that. Yeah. You, so you have the ability to, yeah. to create something entirely new out of yourself. One isn't enough. You want yeah. to be this, but, but you also want to be that. It's what's, interesting. What's really interesting that you, that you say that is he gets tired of some of his personas. Yeah. Like okay. throughout, yeah. like he has a couple of them, and he, he, has he gets several. tired of them. Yeah. It's so I, interesting. Yeah, I do have a, a big list of his personas, but I want to get through. Well, I think we'll cover each and every single one of them. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So let's uh, let's go to it. So right now he's studying theater. Um, this is where he would meet and perform with, and later date a dancer named Hermione Farthingdale. They formed a small trio with guitarist John Hutchinson, where they would play several small concerts throughout the year of 1968. Um, she eventually broke his heart and moved to Norway Aww. to take yeah. part in a film. So this obviously had an effect on him and can later be seen in a lot of his hit songs, including Life on Mars and Letters to Hermione. Wow, wow. really? I love so, Life on Mars. I love Life that's on Mars. That's probably yeah. one of his greatest I think, I think uh, uh, the, no, they, they didn't provide specifics, but if you listen, if you listen to the lyrics and really look, look at the lyrics... He's definitely talking about like a woman with like brown mousy hair. Wow. So like that's that's yeah. who I well I mean the girl with the mousy hat. Yeah. yeah. I know that part. Love that. Wow. Did you like that? Was that a good uh Yeah, that was yeah. perfect. Wow. I didn't so, know. So uh fun fact, <laughs> fun fact. Shortly after the breakup, he actually appeared in a Lions Made ice cream commercial in, in England yeah. oh. and was looked at by another product but was rejected. I'm gonna give you a hint. Their catchphrase is "Give me a break." Oh my God, it's Kit Kat, dude. You know, Kit Kat. You can't beat him. Yeah, but they rejected him. So he wanted to be on a Kit Kat commercial and endorse Kit Kat, but they rejected him. 
but he's not really known right now. Like his his big break didn't come until a couple of years later. With yeah. uh, we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it. So now we're gonna delve into spiders from Mars and oh, yeah. popularity. This so is where he blew up, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know what he. Yeah. So now we start to see his rise after all of the work, experimentation, and theater and music had already happened after he, after he put everything in. On July 11th in 1969, just five days ahead of the Apollo 11 space launch, one of his songs hit top five in the UK and is still considered one of the greatest songs recorded to this day. Yeah, dog. Dude, Space Oddity, man. I David right Bowie's there, man. Space Oddity. Major Tom. Ground this is Major Tom. This is one of his characters. Tom. This is a character that he's represented through all of, uh, through several of his songs. Ground. So he, wow, I didn't know that. So Space Oddity was the first Major Tom birth about uh, somebody who's addicted to the sky, addicted to exploring the cosmos. He can't um, stop. He can't. He doesn't want to come back down. You know, yeah. is realistically what Major Tom does. And then um, later on in the song, Major Tom makes another. Major Tom makes a couple appearances, but I know he's more prominent in Ashes to Ashes, where uh, yeah. uh, David Bowie's quoted as saying. We know Major Tom's a junkie. It's a great song. It's a killer song. Oh, it's that's very really, catchy. That's really cool. Though. Yeah, uh, um, but it, it re- he really relates Major Tom to himself. You know, he, yeah. he equated that because that was a really hard time for him because he did fight. You know, his addiction. It mm-hmm. wasn't. It's like cigarettes. You're smoking cigarettes, and it's like you always want it. You always want a cigarette, mm-hmm. but like you know, with other stuff. Um, and then he didn't mention Major Tom and Black Star in the music video. Actually, because that he was, beat his addiction. Yeah, and uh, uh, they find, a, in, in, I mean, you know, we, we can get to it, but they find in that, in that uh, a skeleton in a space suit with, a, uh, with an embroidered uh, headpiece on. Really? Because it was supposed to, it's, that it's represents to the death Tom. of kind of Major Tom, because that song was kind of about, I guess, the end of his life. But he, he mentions Major Tom several times in his wow. like, writing jazz. He's still, he's still he, making yeah, waves. Absolutely, even, man. Even two years after. He, he was an animal. He, he knew, I don't know. He wow. was a smart guy. That's crazy. Yeah. So after Space Oddity and its great success, he was now seen as a purely solo artist. Wow. Uh, he felt that there was something lacking, so he formed a backing band known as The Hype at the time, uh, but then they, w- they too would create characters and personas for themselves and change their name to the Spiders from Mars. Oh, sick, yeah. man. So yeah, I got some. I got true. some. I got a fun fact about the spiders yeah. from Mars because I wanted to figure out why they named themselves that. Yeah, absolutely. So, mm-hmm. okay, you ready? This is yeah. gonna. I'm mad science on you. Sweet. Yeah. So the name "Spiders from Mars" did not does not actually mean spiders at all, which I actually thought every time I heard of Ziggy, Ziggy really? Stardust. Yeah, and, I always thought it was spiders as well. That's what I thought. I always thought it was spiders. Yeah, but this is this is crazy. So the spiders from Mars actually refers to a geological formation on the surface of Mars itself. When scientists view Mars from Earth, they notice several dark dune spots. This is caused by the seasonal frosting and defrosting of carbon dioxide ice on its surface, resulting in channels eerily similar to spider-like web structures. What? Scientists believe that the dune spots are created by pressurized CO2 gas, which erupts through the ice, bringing with it soil sediments from the ground below. Thus, spiders from Mars. Holy shit, Yeah, it's man. crazy. I didn't know that at all. That's crazy. Yeah. So That's that, insane. So CO, uh, CO2 ice wow. is frozen carbon, carbon dioxide. Wow. So as it freezes, it's it's a solid. But as, yeah. as soon as it, well, obviously as, as soon yeah. as it starts to fall, you know everyone's seen like, it makes a like ice. Yeah. yeah. It makes, 
But it, it, if it can't get out, it becomes pressurized and it just explodes out of these geysers. Holy shit. I mean, nobody's been to Mars yet. We haven't really seen what it's actually like. So wow. this is all just speculation of what we can yeah. tell from the sat- or the, still, from the telescopes. But oh, Bowie is so creative. Right? He's such a creative guy, man. Man, that's Holy crazy. Holy shit, that's so insane. So I also have another, another theory of why they called yeah. themselves the Spiders of Mars. So he may have also called his bandmates this because of a UFO sighting during a stadium event where a crowd of people witnessed an unidentified object in the sky which turned out to be a colony of spiders migrating. What? So I, I read that what and I was just like, that? yeah, and I was like, how, if I saw like a cloud of spiders just like float by like balloons, gross. I would, I would never leave my home. I'd bug out. I'd be like, what the fuck is that? A flying Literally, spider? Nice, no. nice pun. Good punnery. Dude, thank you. What I didn't even mean that, man. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. Weird, right? Weird. Wow. So I don't, I would rather believe in the Mars theory with the, the geysers and stuff than wow. the, the spiders floating by like a flock of balloons. <laughs> Because they thought it was a UFO, but it yeah. turned out to be a bunch of migrating spiders. Yeah, it's that which is gross. That's even worse. I would have preferred a UFO as well. Dude, that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. It's weird. All right. So, um. <laughs> so there, there you go. So moving on. Um, wow. Now we get to uh, his persona, Ziggy Stardust. Oh man, Ziggy Stardust. I love Ziggy Stardust. I think this is uh, one of pe- this is one of the most popular personas. I've yeah. Been, right. Yeah. This Ziggy is this is he got his big break with. Uh, ground control to make yeah. Tom space out of it, yeah. and now this is where he really starts to delve really into like his into theater his performance. He loved books. He was a big reader. I know he loved books, and I know he loved like weird, freaky books. So I think sci-fi was really up his alley, and he just okay, really yeah, I can totally see very that. Very heavy. In it. He probably loved a ton of uh, like like Orson Welles and all that stuff. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Um, so I. Ziggy Stardust, I want to break down Ziggy Stardust a little yeah, bit, right? Yeah, You want to get into Ziggy mm-hmm. a little bit? Hang on one second. Let me pop over. This episode of History Of is brought to you by... Johnson's Tactical Lube. When life gives you lemons, lube up. Johnson's Tactical Lube. This lube is wet, moist, and always gets any job done, you bunch of pussies. Use it for pleasure or to escape strenuous situations. What does this lube do? As a frequent user, I'll tell you right the fuck now that this product is sent from heaven, but takes me straight to hell. Don't believe us. Beat these testimonials, biatch. When I lock my keys in the cab, I can use it to fit through doors. Every time I need to fuck my cousin, I just slap me on some Johnson's Tactical Lube. Get myself real racy. I love me some Johnson's Tactical Lube. I'm an ex-Navy SEAL and I used a ton of Tactical Lube to slip by Al-Qaeda faster than you can say Weebar. Order Johnson's Tactical Lube today at 1-800-L-U-B-E-M-E-N-O-W. That's 1-800-LUBE-ME-NOW. Order today, you bunch of babies. These ingredients have not been approved by the FDA. Wow, um, is that is that really who was sponsoring us? Yeah, I... I didn't. I didn't expect that. I, I thought, thought it was baby wipes. I thought it was the baby wipes too. Okay, I well, we um, the baby wipes. I mean, if if they're gonna, you know, pass the. <laughs> okay. 
Johnson sells a lot variety of products. Yeah, there. Johnson's like, is a big company. Big, I, I really big good, variety. Big good for them. Yeah. Good I, for them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, any, anyways, getting back to David Bowie. All right. Get back to David. I think yeah. we uh, we stopped with the uh, Ziggy Stardust. Yes. Let's get and, back to uh, Ziggy. Traveler from Mars. Um, so uh, everybody has heard of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars, right? Ziggy mm-hmm. Stardust, uh, David Bowie, and his backing band. Yeah. Um, so this is a little bit of information about how he became the persona Ziggy Stardust. So while on tour in the U.S. promoting his album, The Man Who Sold the World, he heard a proto-punk artist by the name of Iggy Pop, also <laughs> AKA James Osterberg. So the, this guy's stage name was Iggy Pop, which was, which is, I assume, a persona. And he uh, and David Bowie immediately began melding a persona of Iggy and the creative pop rock icon he was becoming known for. Right, right. I like. Uh, so there is also actually speculation as to whether uh, Iggy Pop and David Bowie had a sexual relationship back in the day, back in the 70s, Ooh. back in early, I believe, 70 to 73, 74, around that time. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah, yeah. Well, they, they actually, uh, uh, later on, we might be doing this in part two, but uh, they actually lived to, together briefly in, uh, yeah. in Germany. That's, like, it, and, it was his roommate. Yeah, they were, uh, they're both interesting men, and they're both very open. Um, we'll, we'll find out. Sexually, yeah. Perhaps a lot of tactical loot was involved. Yeah, a lot. Most okay, likely. Okay. Yeah, maybe even. When was that some, company even? I hope it was invented. Created. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We should delve more into that. I, I guess. I don't. Jeez, but, we should um, do, we should do some research on that. So that's where Ziggy came from, because yeah. So I know a little background on Ziggy Stardust. If you guys want to know a little bit about the actual Ziggy Stardust, um, he's he he was Bowie's. Another another uh, Bowie kind of chapter uh, from 1971 and 1973 was the big Ziggy Stardust days where he performed as Ziggy Stardust with, with uh, you know, he was a bisexual alien rock star. And um, he performed his first show as Ziggy in uh, February of 1972 uh, before releasing the album in June of 1972. Uh, Ziggy makes a return in 73 on another album, Bowie's uh, other number one album, uh, which, which we'll go into next on our, on our next chapter. But uh, that, that's where Ziggy Stardust came from. He was more of like, he always saw him as more of an entity that came together, mm. you know, and, yeah. and beyond sexuality. And Ziggy, of course, had the uh, fucking red crimson mullet, right? Yeah. Like a deep crimson mullet and the fucking lipstick and all that shit, yeah. the powder. On yep. the face, uh, yeah. Let me pull up a picture. He, of that. Uh, David Bowie, was a very interesting guy, just yeah. to say the least. He, um, I mean, I believe at this point he was like, he he, he said he he was gay. Um, Ziggy Stardust had the fucking. I, I mean, he had those giant red boots. He had the striped outfit, the crimson red mullet. He looked ridiculous. What about the lightning bolt across his? He eye? had the lightning bolt across his eye. Absolutely, with his. And, I mean, with the pupils, it looks like his eyes are two different colors, so it looks kind of crazy. And, I mean, again, this was during the, the, the big space time. This was when space was huge, realistically, sci-fi. So this really appealed to people. He was really a, he was a marketing genius, if anything, definitely, you know? Before marketing, he existed. I mean, marketing, I think, existed. Everybody did. 
Marketing, marketing might have been. Uh, I think the yeah. 1950s marketing probably came out. But um, but, True. but yeah, that's uh, that's my man Ziggy. So just some, uh, just to touch mm-hmm. up on some background knowledge. Um, so upon uh, returning from the UK, he really wanted to create this character, and like Gian had said, this yeah. this, this red mullet, like the. He stood out. He stood out. With yeah, the, with the crimson the, red. I the mean, crazy, like deep blood red. Yeah, like and, and the crazy eyes. He wanted to make a character that looks like he had just landed from Mars. And this is where he got the Stardust name, was from a musician by the name of Norman Carl Odom, who, profe- who professionally was known as the legendary Stardust Cowboy, who was considered one of the pioneers of the genre that came to be known as Psychobilly in the 1960s. So... Basically, like David Bowie travels to like the U.S. and and meets Ziggy, uh, Zig, or, or, or Iggy Pop, and then learns about the legendary Starbucks cowboy, or Star, Stardust cowboy, and then he wants to kind of like create a persona off of that. So then comes the name Ziggy Stardust. Wow! And like Gian was saying, he wanted to look like a guy from Mars, and he did. He did it professionally. It's like a Star Wars character, dude. It Ziggy was like Stardust. a Star Wars That's character. That's badass. Ziggy Star. I mean, that album. I. It's uh, what's the album's title? Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that album is killer. That is awesome. Ziggy play guitar, and the spy. I don't know the words, but it's a. And where album. were the spiders? Da, na, 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 it's a fucking killer album. All right, so does that uh? I mean, should we? Does that cover part one for uh, yeah for David Bowie? I think we're gonna we're gonna end it right there. I think that's a perfect time to end it. Absolutely, Beautiful. perfect Beautiful. time to end it. Yeah, Adrian, um, thank you so much for joining us. This has been wonderful. Thank you. Cullen, thank you so much for joining us. This has been excellent. I'm Gian, also joining us. It's been wonderful. (laughs) We, uh, to our our listeners, uh, right now the very few that we have, um, we wanted to really give this man justice, and we didn't want to add too much information for us to really like juggle around, we wanted to be accurate with everything that we say, and we wanted to really give a really good description of, 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 of what we're doing here. So we're breaking this up into two parts. Up next, we're gonna have David Bowie's spiral out of control with drug addiction and his, some of his later music, and also we're gonna go over a lot of his film career because he was in a lot of uh, a lot of big movies. Yeah. A lot of them will surprise you too. Yeah. So, Gian, take it away. Um, absolutely. We're going to jump into definitely some of his later personas after uh, Ziggy Stardust. He kind of drives himself a little bit insane, and it's going to get real weird. It's going to get real interesting. It's going to get real trippy. It's going to get real uh, real magical, man. It's going to get real wacky. I'm excited to bring that. Uh, and again, thanks for joining us for the fourth episode, our first two-parter. Yeah, let's do it. Fourth right. episode, first two-parter. Um, we are looking forward to you tuning in next time. Thank yeah. you very much. Um, anything, dude, before we leave, do, anything to plug? Do I have plug? anything to plug? Yeah, you got anything to plug, man? I do not anything have anything to, know anything to plug. Just hit up Johnson's Tactical Lube. Apparently it's yeah, great. Yeah, I mean, they're paying us some money, so I yeah, check out Johnson's Tactical Lube. Check out Adrian and I's podcast, um, Hot Goss. I think that's a great one. Adrian, what else, what, you got anything to plug? Oh, I have a perfect thing to plug. Yeah, plug, plug, plug away, uh, Miss Adrian. It's gonna Why come out. It's gonna come out in about a week. It's gonna be killer. It's gonna rock fucking pants into oblivion. What? What? And it's part two of the David Bowie podcast, man. Oh! Wow! It's wow! It's gonna get so delicious.
totally threw me off. Surprising the shit out of us. All right. Well, excellent. Again, everybody, thank you so much for joining.